All right, welcome again to the TMC podcast at Truman Middle College at Truman Community College in Chicago, Illinois, United States of America, Western hem- Hemisphere, Earth, Solar System, Milky Way Galaxy. Uh, special day, fun day. There's an interesting group with an exciting <laughs> trip coming up that we get to learn all about, and I will turn it over to the... What do you call yourself, Mr. Texan? A coordinator, a fearless leader, a... Coordinator's good, yeah. We we won't move beyond that. Coordinator is great. All right, I'll hand it over to Mr. Texan. All right, thank you, Mr. Jordan. So um, I'm just going to introduce two of our students from our MCNC student group. Uh, We have Brandon Ning in the studio with us and also Uchenna Nanawuchi. Um, In a couple weeks, we are going out to Santa Clarita to take part in the MCNC Student Leadership Initiative. Um, And in order to do that, um, we are going to be distributing a survey. So I'm going to have Brandon um, just tell us a little bit about that, please. And did you tell us what the MCNC stands for? And sorry, I did not. Um, MCNC stands for the Middle College National Consortium. So uh, uh, TMC is one middle college. Uh, It's uh, one of at least two in the YCCS uh, network, Um, but there are uh, middle colleges throughout the country, and we are going to meet with uh, probably a a good number of them uh, in a couple weeks. It's going to be exciting to see a cross-section of people from across the country. All right, and Brandon, now I just turn this over to you because you are telling us about the questionnaire. Is that correct? Yep. Great. That is correct. Hi, I'm Brandon Ning, and the purpose of this survey is pretty much to determine the interests of the TMC HS student body, and we want you to answer a set of 10 questions, and our goal is to use those questions to create new student groups and connect those groups with support from TMC. Your involvement and input in this survey is greatly appreciated because whatever you would like to say is what we would like to try and implement in our school. And hi, my name is Uchana Nauchi, and um, your response on the survey will figure out any common issue and address them. And your response will be used to find out what you're passionate about and facilitate um, why, they're, why they're connecting or engaging with their teachers and how do outside organizations connect with our activist club. And this will be a great way for all of our listeners to realize how cool our school is and how diverse it is. Why don't you tell us about all the languages that you have translated this questionnaire into to accommodate our whole student body? Yeah, to accommodate our entire student body, we have translated this survey into Arabic, Urdu, Ukrainian, French, and Spanish. And of course, there is an English version. All right. And you can speak all those languages? Yes. No, I'm just (laughs) Great. All right, and all of this is culminating in a summer trip to Los Angeles, California. So have either of you ever been to Los Angeles? I have not. And neither have I. When somebody says Los Angeles, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? All I could think of is just very hot weather and like Disneyland. Okay. All I can think of is beaches and palm trees. All right. So I also think that's a... So neither of you been to California, because I'm getting like a whole sort of California vibe from your responses. 
Um, and I do think, so that's where Hollywood is, a lot of TV shows, movies made out there, most of them. Um, so that's great. And uh, it's the second biggest city. We're the third biggest city in Chicago, New York, LA, and then Chicago. So tell us what what will you actually be doing? I mean, besides taking in the sun and exploring Los Angeles, what will you all actually be doing as an organization there? Well, what we hope to accomplish is to build bridges amongst all um, middle colleges in um, the United States. And we hope to also facilitate some sort of um, community while we are there. Um, so to be in this club, it's pretty prestigious, right? Not everybody gets into this club. Tell us if anything you know about kind of the selection process. Like to be in this club, people were looking for blank. I mean, for this club, it's, I'm not, I wouldn't say it, you need to be super prestigious or anything like that. We just want a little bit of everything. So of all from different minority groups and since I'm one of the few Asians here and someone else would be like a Native American like uh, Winfield here mm -hmm. and everyone else is part of a minority group that is underrepresented in most high schools so having our own group here is really appreciated and it helps us voice out our opinions a lot more that some other schools might not have. I love it. The diversity of all the different groups, that's great. And I think Mr. Texan wants to weigh in. Let me just uh, jump in here. Um, both uh, Uchenna and Brandon are being very modest. Um, the, the selection criteria for this program was based on a number of different factors. Uh, one of them, of course, was uh, academic achievement. Um, the two students sitting in the room with us right now, Mr. Jordan, are two of the best students we have at TMC, as you well know. Um, but beyond that, they're also uh, incredible leaders among their peers. And that, that's something that really takes uh, a student from good to great. Uh, we were looking for people who are going to set an example for the rest of the student body and to inspire others to do better themselves. And so our hope is that by uh, taking Brandon, Uchenna, and the rest of our, our group out to this conference. Um, we're really going to generate some great ideas uh, as to what leadership looks like, uh, build bridges in the community, but also take back those ideas and then implement them in various projects uh, here at TMC uh, during the next academic school year. And when we say good students, we're talking about like potentially straight A-plus students, I believe, so... That could. Now, this is interesting. So did you think of yourself as a leader before this happened, or was it you sort of found someone telling you you're a leader, if that makes sense? Well, in my case, um, I suppose being, uh, as Mr. Texan says, modest, I never wanted to say I was a leader, but I did believe I had traits of one. Um, before um, being selected for the MCNC, I have done many, uh, many things in regards to activism, such as um, protesting against light pollution in the city of Chicago. I spoke to many um, councilmen and aldermen in the city of Chicago and taken initiative in order to reduce the light pollution in the city. And so I believe being a part of such a um, 
club and Truman Middle College will further or further, I suppose, highlight this characteristic and make me more of a leader. Brandon, did it seem like it was something that sort of had, oh, like, oh, I guess I am a leader? Or did you always see, like, hey, I kind of do these things and I know this is a leadership sort of action? Well, for me, I have done three years of online school, remote learning. So I didn't have much of a chance or ever mm. thought of myself as a leader until now. Because here, I just want to do as much as I can, have a, high sc- a good high school life that pretty much like all Hollywood movies would have. And I have spoke a little bit to our aldermen near Chinatown. And our roads uh, over there were awful. It was pretty much riddled with potholes and everything. And now that our, our community has talked to with the aldermen, we actually got that new road paved. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I mean, you're both, it already sounds like you're both great leaders because probably at its worst, people are leaders for the sake of their own ego. They, I just want to be a leader, so I get to be a leader. But it sounds like you guys are really thinking about the issues first, right? You're worried about pollution. You're worried about the state of the roads, where you lived. And then, you know, someone tells you, oh, you were being a leader, which means you're doing it for the right reasons, which I like. Have either of you uh, done a lot of flying on an airplane? Um, well... <laughs> I was born in another country, so aside from f- um, flying to uni- the United States and visiting every so often over the summer, not really. As for me, I have done lots of trips back and forth to Chinatown and sometimes Mexico for my sister's wedding, but that was all in the past and it's been quite a while, I think about seven years now. Because you guys have a flight coming up, right? Did you get all the seats together? Uh, we're still working on that. Still working yeah. on it. Um, I mean, you're gonna get. You're gonna have like. You're gonna be a. You're gonna be like a bonded group who's like you know spending the flight together, hotels together. Um, it's great. I'm jealous. Do you know? Like, do you always have it in mind? Like, oh, I got this LA trip coming up. I got this LA trip coming up. I would say I definitely do have it in mind because um, this trip will be the first time. I go to another state in the United States. So all of your time in the United States has been in Illinois. Yes, it has. And wow, so the second state you're ever going to go to is California, which I believe is Not the bad, yeah. yeah, I believe it's the most populous. It's the biggest state. I mean, I think it's the has the most people. Um, it's probably the one. Probably New York and California are the two states that all foreigners think of anytime they think United States. So you're going, you're going straight to the top. Um, I'm trying to think, will you have time to explore L.A. in addition to all of the leadership work you're going to do? I don't believe so, no. It's that much. See, true leaders, they're just, it's just work, <laughs> work, work. Selfless, just worried about the issues, etc. Well, I can't stop myself from asking a little more about your background because probably all of your experiences, both from where you were born and how you came to this country, are all a part of your current self, which we have decided is a pretty impressive leader and then will continue to be a leader. So you were born in Nigeria. London. You were born in London. Yes. Your family is Nigerian. Yes. How long do, do you go to Nigeria? I have, yes. Um, but where, how long were you in London? Did you grow up in London? I only, I only lived there for a year and a half. 
and then came to the United States? I then went to Nigeria for three years. For three years. So how old were you when you came to the U.S.? I was four. You, do you, does a four-year-old have memories of things that happened? Um, faint, very faint memories, yes. Do you get a chance to go back, too? Yes, I, the last time I visited was the summer of 2021. Wow, and you have family there? Yes. Um, Nigerian, is that the language? Uh, the language, there's multiple languages spoken in Nigeria, but my family is um, a part of the Igbo tribe, so we speak Igbo. And which language is the most common? I would say Yoruba. And do they, does the whole country try to share one language so that they can, you know, do stuff? Well, thanks to colonization, um, the most, I would say, frequently spoken language in Nigeria would probably have to be English. Oh, boy. <laughs> that is, unfortunately, was the uh, result of colonization. Yes. How much do you learn about the, is it the colonization of which European country? England, surprisingly. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> How much do, do, do Nigerians learn about it, talk about it? How much, are, you know, like we, America at its best, we maybe try to wrestle with, uh, you know, some of our colonial history, some of the terrible sins we've committed. Do you feel like Nigeria either still disgusts some of that time of oppression or that maybe England is wrestling with it? Um, for my time going to school in Nigeria, I would say that we didn't really discuss any of the previous history, but um, there are different languages that are European that we're able to take during school. Um, do you find yourself angry historically at a colonizer? Um, I would say... You know, when I do learn more about my history, I do, you know, I am angry, but there's nothing I can do now. And, you know, we've definitely grown as a country, aside from the government, of course, <laughs> the Nigerian government. But, you know, that's an entirely different story. I mean, that's probably the best thing you can do. You don't forget the sins of the past, but it does nobody good to just let it, you know, ruin your mood or something that you belabor and it stalls your own life. So the Nigerian government is not a government to be proud of? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, how do Nigerians think about Americans? Well, I would say that Nigerians, many, like many other um, foreigners, would, at first glance of an American would probably you know, think, oh, wow, there's many connections I could probably make off of getting to converse with such a person. My, fa my own father, actually, um, when he um, went to America, he changed his last name to, you know, sound more uh, American so he could have many, like, some of the same, you know, advantages that other Americans have. But aside from that, I would say that Nigerians aren't, you know, very, you know, like, aren't very, what's the word I'm looking for here? I mean, are they, do they, oh, we love America, or like, oh, we got some problems with America? Yeah, I, I would definitely say it's, we got some problems with America, but there's also a certain portion of Nigerians that um, absolutely adore America. They want to go to America. Um, but overall, as a country, you know, Nigerians definitely do recognize the advantages and opportunities that are in the country. I mean, it truly is in my time in you know, some African countries or Latin American countries, America to this day is still the land of opportunity. I can go there and I can make it. Everybody has a chance. Do you feel that way? Has 
America been the land of opportunity? Say, does your father feel like this is the beautiful part of America, or is it more complicated than that? Um, well, it's definitely more complicated than that, and it's it's quite funny because in my English class, I actually had to write a paper about that, whether or not I believe the American dream was alive or dead. Um, and in my opinion, I said it was alive, but the meaning has definitely altered over many years. Um, but opportunity in this country continues to grow for a, a plethora of different, you know, um, disadvantaged groups. Well, that's great. Thank you so much. That's super, super interesting. I, I now I wish the Nigerian government was different. I is it corruption? It's definitely corruption. Yeah. Is it ostensibly a democracy, a republic, an autocracy? I would probably say it's a democracy. Yeah, the the people do choose their leaders. So are the leaders like truly democratically elected? Yes, they are. Okay, so there's not like a steal election or a lie election. But see, I wouldn't be able to tell you that because, you know, I wouldn't absolutely know whether or not the gotcha. election was Like corrupt. they did it and got away with it. Yeah, possibly. But then even if someone's democratically elected, you just expect them to be corrupt. Well, if someone's democratically elected, you know, we would hope that they are fair and just to while they are in office, but in terms of the Nigerian government, they're just absolutely corrupt. They take the money for themselves instead of, you know, putting it towards the needs of our Nigerians. You need to go be elected president <laughs> there to... What, uh, what sort of started you on this path of activism? You know, not there's not many kids that you said you were in a protest for... Pollution? Was Light that right? pollution, yes. Um, I was. I came to Chicago when I was around 11 years old, and after an episode of The Simpsons where I saw Lisa Simpson fighting against light pollution, I decided to do some research of my own and realized that Chicago is one of the most highly um, light polluted cities in the United States, and I wanted that to be different because when I did live in the suburbs, the area that I grew up in, um, it wasn't as polluted and I was able to see, you know, a lot of stars and constellations, but I wanted to change that. Wow. I mean, that's, there you go. That's the leadership we were talking about. You just like felt like he wanted to go explore that. And uh, kudos to the Simpsons. They yeah. inspired another. Maybe Lisa Simpson should be, you know, the model for your group yes. of leadership. <laughs> Great. All right. We're just going to wrap things up with the, a couple of final words and a shout out from Mr. Texan. So Mr. Texan, it's all yours. All right, thank you, Mr. Jordan. And thank you, Uchenna and Brandon. I just wanted to um, thank both of these guys for being here. Uh, we've had a lot of fun these past couple of weeks uh, just getting ready. Uh, I think there's a lot of excitement for the project. Um, I also wanted to uh, extend my thanks uh, and deepest appreciation to Ms. Tamara Kreider, uh, who is the co-leader for this. Uh, she has been working very hard on getting the travel arrangements taken care of. Um, but yeah, in, uh, in short, uh, we want you guys to, uh, anyone listening to please take that survey. Um, it's going to help us out tremendously, and hopefully uh, the input that you give us um, will then be used to make the environment here at TMC a more enjoyable uh, and more egalitarian place for everyone. So thank you very much.